now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. Knock that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome to another Big Brother Canada 10 Final Four game recap. Today, me, your host, Taryn Armstrong, will be going over Betty's game throughout the entirety of Big Brother Canada 10. Uh, as one of the people in the final four, very likely in the final three, uh, going in order of most likely to be in the final three being Josh yesterday, as we know, he's definitely there. And Betty today, who he said he was going to use the veto on to make sure that Betty would go to the final three. Uh, we are now going to be talking about Betty, one of our very likely final three members here on Big Brother Canada 10. A final three that probably consists of herself. Helena and Josh, given that she was leaning toward evicting Kevin when the feeds were cut, but we do not know that for sure. So I think what we will probably ultimately have to do is go over both Helena and Kevin's games uh, over the next couple of days. But uh, but for now, we are going to talk about Betty's game in the final three. Does she have a shot to win? That's the question. How does she uh, where does she go? What does she do um, and how did she get here? Uh, we're going to be talking through it all, all the way back from week one to the end of the game. So let's get into it. Let's run it through. Um, all the way back, back in the in the land of week one of Big Brother Canada 10. Um, we didn't have feeds, and so we don't really know a whole lot that happened. We've talked about this already. It typically happens like this in Big Brother Canada. Uh, we do know that Herman won HOH. He created the Savage 7. He nominated Jess and Melina. Uh, we got some other alliances that were created within the structure that Herman kind of created. Uh, of those, we see that uh, there's a Marty, Moose, Kyle, and Gino alliance. The Mandems are formed, which is relevant to Betty. We have the Retreat. We have the Honey Bunch. All sorts of things. Little duos all over the place. Um, 
Ultimately, we know that Jess won the veto, Herman replaced them with Kevin, and Melina was evicted. Now, there's no stock watch happening here in week one because there were no feeds, um, and uh, and we really don't know much about what Betty was doing here in week one because she was not a large part of the episodes. What we do know is that she was included in the Mandems Alliance, uh, and that's that's pretty much it. Uh, we know that she, you know, made a bond with Josh and uh, and Jay to a to a degree. Uh, the Mandam Alliance is herself, Summer, Tanisha, and um, and Helena, and so uh, she is bonded with some of the women there. Uh, but um, beyond that. She doesn't seem to have made many bonds outside of those people. Uh, she is not a part of the main alliance structure. She is somebody that I think could be considered on the outs, not quite as much as like a Kevin or uh, Jess or anything like that, but uh, but definitely somebody who is only very loosely attached to the overall power structure. We went into week two and saw that Marty is going to win the HOH, and he's looking to target Jay. He just never got along with Jay, looking at Jay as somebody that he would like to remove from the game. He's looking for a pawn to put next to Jay. He wanted to put up Steph, made a deal with her, considers Jess, but Jess puts in the work. He considers Kevin, but Kevin puts in some work. He decides ultimately to go with Jace because he has no deal with Jace and Jace is close with Steph. And so uh, he nominates Jay and Jace for eviction. Jace ultimately wins the veto. And Marty is going to again consider Jess and Kevin as the two biggest social pariahs in the game. The two people who have the least amount of connections. He does not consider Helena because he already has a secret deal with her. Um, as another person that's only very loosely attached to the overall power structure. Um, but what he does ultimately consider is Betty. Um, and the reason why he considers Betty is that uh, he sees Betty as somebody that's close to Jay um, and might work, might put in work with Jay and that she might be working with some of the other women in the Savage Seven, kind of suspecting that the Mandem uh, alliance might be a thing minus Helena. Um, and ultimately, that's what's going to happen. He blindsides Betty, puts her on the block, and Jay is ultimately evicted. Um, nothing really changes with the alliance structure here because Marty plays by the rules. He nominates uh, two people who are on the outside of the main structure um, and then a third person who's, uh, again, very much outside the main structure. Uh, and, you know, Marty wasn't in the main structure, but he still played by the rules here uh, and did what the main alliance structure would want him to do. Um, ultimately we do see a slight change in one of the alliance structures and that's that marty would like to replace moose in the marty moose gino and kyle alliance the alliance of four guys he wants to replace moose with herman because moose is too much of a wild card um now this is obviously not a great week for betty she gets a three average in the stock watch that's because she ends the week on the block um, and uh, seemingly in a position where she is pretty powerless, not in the majority of the house. Um, she doesn't survive because anybody really like like a ton of people wanted her to be there. Um, it was mostly just that, uh, you know, they, they were just going to go along with what Marty wanted. And Jay had even fewer connections at that point. Um, 
She even uh, kind of alienates the Mandems a little bit this week. Um, they weren't really happy with her reaction to being blindsided. So uh, it just it seemed like Betty did not really have many connections, many worthwhile connections in the game, and that uh, she was already being seen as somebody that was uh, somebody that you'd want to put on the block as a pawn, potentially. Uh, so. What Betty is doing this week, though, is that she's going to try and organize the votes to keep Jay. When Jay goes on the block against Jace, she she wants Jace out. On day eight, she's going to try and work some people, talk to her connections, talk to her allies, and try to organize, hey, can we get some votes to evict Jace uh, instead of Jay? Who cares what Marty wants? Um, and this is the first, like, you know, actual thing we have of Betty on the feeds, and I think it's indicative of what you're going to see in this game recap. It might surprise you, hopefully it doesn't, but it might surprise you that um, in terms of what you saw from Josh's game recap yesterday, Betty's is a lot longer. Um, I don't know if it will be a lot longer, you know, time wise, but in terms of like listing what she was actually doing throughout the game, there's just a lot more of it. She was a much more active player than Josh. I don't even mean just like a little bit. I mean by like a lot. She was a lot more active than Josh. Even from the get-go, she's already trying to organize a vote to keep Jay. Now, Josh was also, and we talked about that last week, but Josh's um the extent of Josh's campaigning was mostly just him talking to Jay about how he would have loved for Jay to stay. And it's actually Betty that does a lot of the work talking to other people trying to make it happen. Now of course it doesn't go anywhere and Betty ends up on the block and in part uh this is part of why she ends up on the block as a pawn next to Jay because Marty starts to hear some rumblings that Betty's trying to get the votes for Jay to stay and he thinks that she's close with Jay. So um Betty uh Marty thinks that that Betty has something with Jay. We uh we see him say that on day 9 and then on day 10 Betty is blindsided gets put up on the block next to Jay. They don't like being on the block next to them. Uh, obviously, they wanted Jay to stay. They don't like being blind. Uh, she doesn't like being blindsided as well. Um, and she's pretty upset about it. She was told to kick her feet up, and now she's on the block. What is wrong with this man? Uh, she doesn't like it. Um, so uh, she's going to confront Marty about it. Another person, though, that she is not pleased with is uh, is Kevin. I do hate you. She uh, she's not a fan of Kevin. This is when we start to get the uh, the 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 Betty and Kevin stuff Um, that uh, we we see that she is not a fan of Kevin. Um, We get the interaction where she says this. You told me I was a terrible person. Yeah. And I meant that. She doesn't like the fact that Kevin is not on the block, because, again, the overall consensus, the real playing by the rules for Marty would have been nominating Jess or Kevin. Um, he made it clear he wasn't going to nominate Jess. And so Betty really thought it was going to be Kevin. And that was kind of the story. And the fact that it wasn't Kevin, she was like, this weasel, this guy, what did he say to Marty to convince Marty to not put him on the block? And, you know, you might have thought that Betty's reaction here was over the top. Uh, and you might be right to some degree, but at the same time, she wasn't entirely wrong that, that Kevin was doing some th- something here that she might not be a fan of. Um, and she, much later in the game, is going to say, should have trusted my gut on that one. Can't believe I forgot about how much I hated I him. I hate you. Uh, so... The guys feel like when when uh, Marty blindsides Betty to go up on the block, 
uh, the actual reaction from Summer and Tanisha is they're like, ah, Betty, chill. You're making it worse for yourself. This is so annoying. Um, But uh, the reaction that Marty and Kyle thought they saw was, oh, my God, he put Betty on the block. What are we to do now? Because we're secretly working with Betty against all of them. Oh, no. Uh, And so that's 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 what Marty thinks is happening. Uh, That's going to happen there on day 10. Now, Betty's going to campaign to stay. Of course, she's going to primarily pitch to the women and say that she wants to ride with them. Um, She is uh, she's very much against the guys against Marty and, uh, and 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 Kyle and all of the guys who are up there talking with Marty, being all chummy. She's against Kevin for having gotten in there with them. Um, and she even gets into it a little bit with Kyle. Um, she's she has no reason to not be against these people. Again, remember, Summer and Tanisha, uh, they're in the Savage Seven with a lot of these people, uh, a lot of these guys. So when. Somebody like Betty goes on the block. They're not really upset about it. They don't think that these guys are secretly working against them. They think this is mostly according to plan. But for Betty, she's like, what? How is nobody seeing that all these guys are working together? They just put me on the block. We got to get these guys out. Uh, And because of that, Betty is going to be a big target for the guys of the majority alliance. We see that happen uh, talked about in week 12. Uh, so even though Jay is still evicted here, uh, they are, uh, and Jay, Jay ends up leaving, Betty is going to be uh, a target at best, or sorry, a pawn at best and a target at worst for a lot of the people left in the game. And things look particularly bad when Kyle wins the week three HOH. Uh, because his initial idea was to target Betty or Jess. Uh, he had thought that Jess was a little bit dangerous. Jess, again, somebody on the outs, somebody that was, you know, kind of trying to work with a lot of different people. So he was thinking about Jess. And he also thought about Betty as somebody that he kind of got into an argument with as somebody that's very openly against a lot of the guys who's not well enough connected to um, to be in a spot where anybody would be upset that Betty went on the block or left the game. Um, so he starts thinking, yeah, I mean, and Betty is the move for Kyle. We all we all can agree Betty was absolutely the play for Kyle, but, uh, you know, Kyle is, uh, is a, he has a different logic. It actually makes no sense. This is nonsensical. This is completely illogical. Well, I mean, Josh, that's not very nice. Uh, what does Moose have to say? There was no reasoning in the reasoning. Okay, guys, let's be nice. Let's be nice to Kyle. Um, he, uh, he's gonna get it in his head. Betty's not a big enough move. Uh, I've got to do something bigger. What about Steph? I am in the retreat alliance with Steph, but, uh, you know, who cares? Uh, why, why don't I, why don't I just blow it up? I'll take out Steph. She's coming for me. Uh, he thinks. And so he decides he's going to target Steph. He tells Steph he's putting her on the block. Um, now he originally was going to put Steph up next to somebody like Betty. Um, and in fact, uh, we are going to see, he's going to tell Betty she's going on the block. But ultimately, we see that after confronting, uh, after again, after telling Steph that uh, he's putting her on the block. Where's Moose? That happens. Um, and uh, and then, you know, the award winning performance. Uh, it, it's all it's all happening here. It's all uh, a big, big show. Oh, my gosh. What Moose is doing. This is an award winning performance. We don't need to play him every time, but uh, he decides to target Moose instead of Steph. 
He again considers putting Betty on the block next to Moose this time, but he feels like he needs Steph on the block in order to compete against Moose in the veto, which doesn't make any sense. Um, and so Betty kind of lucks out a bit on this one. Uh, and Moose and Steph end up on the block together. Moose ends up winning the veto. And uh, Kyle is at that point convinced by Marty to take a shot at Josh. Uh, he's always been suspicious of Josh because he never talked game with him. So Kyle replaces Moose with Josh. Uh, but unfortunately for Kyle and fortunately for Josh, the house is very much ready to flip on Kyle. They are not a fan of what Kyle has been doing. Um, you are absolutely outside your mind, fam. Yeah, that's happening. Uh, and so they decide they want to flip the vote, keep Josh and Kevin's going to make sure it's a blind side. Kevin even flips Marty against Kyle. And uh, and then we are going to see that uh, that Kyle and his crew are blindsided uh, and uh, and they don't even know what's happening. You really suck at lying. So uh, that's what happens in the week. Steph is evicted over Josh. Um, the alliances are all over the place. The retreat has been blown up. The Savage Seven has been destroyed. The Marty, Kyle, Gino, Herman alliance has been demolished. Uh, and even though there are some other attempts at alliance creation, nothing's really going to come of it. Uh, the Mandems and the Honey Bunch are both practically uh, non-functional at this point, even though there's no real reason for them to be completely destroyed. They never really meet or talk game as a group or anything like that. Betty still maintains connections to Summer and to Nisha and Helena to some degree, but um, the Helena connection is a little bit rocky. Um, and so primarily Betty is chilling with uh, Summer and Tanisha and of course Josh a little bit. So what is Betty really doing this week? Well, she got a four in the stock watch, and that's in part because she very nearly touched the block twice, um, I believe. Uh, and she's also, you know, slowly climbing up from the uh, the bad position she was in before, but she's still very much on the outs. And the uh, the whole house hadn't like completely blown up by this point uh, in the ratings. I think maybe she would have gotten something a little bit higher um, just because of the overall uh, potential here um, if it had been a later in the week rating. But uh, we do see on day 13, Kyle wants to put Betty up. She tries campaigning for herself with no success. Um, Kyle ends up telling her that she that she's going up on the block on day 14. Um, and he, he straight up says, you're going on the block. She says, I don't like that. He says, can we get a hug? And she says, no. Um, and then, then the moose. happens and she very much expects to go on the block in the nomination ceremony and doesn't. Uh, so she is blindsided by not going on the block. So on day 15, she discusses, uh, okay, Steph versus moose. Let's get the votes to take out Steph again. Right on the on the button here, ready to flip the vote. Um, it doesn't end up happening because Moose wins the veto. And so on day 16, Betty is told again that she's going on the block uh, in place of Moose. Uh, and then, of course, again, she doesn't. Uh, Josh ends up going up on the block. So on day 17, we see that she is very upset. Uh, not upset that she's not on the block, but she's upset that Josh is on the block. She's close with Josh and she's upset at Kevin again because she's wondering, Kevin, did you know this was going to happen? Are you involved again, Kevin? Um, this time he, he actually wasn't really involved, uh, which is one of the few times, but she's, uh, he was involved in the sense that he, you know, made Kyle feel good about him enough 
that he didn't consider Kevin as an option. But uh, this one really wasn't Kevin's fault. But she was pretty upset with him again uh, because she asked him if he knew and he wasn't really giving her the answer he she he want uh, she wanted. He told her like, hey. Let's pretend like if you're going to be mad at somebody, be mad at me and we can sort of work that. Um, and she was like, I'm going to tell everyone you just said that. Why would you say that to me? And he said, well, then you're my target. Oh, my God. You told me I was a terrible person. Yeah. And I meant that. Yeah. Uh, so as a result of thinking that she was going to be on the block, she spent the week campaigning and working relationships to make sure that she would stay if she did go up on the block. She ultimately, by the end of the week, reconciles with Kevin and improves a lot of these relationships. Um, it's it's overall a pretty good week for Betty, especially as everything else is crumbling down around, uh, you know, every uh, the, the the structure of the game. Um, Betty is is putting in some decent work to uh, to make things uh, were, go a little more smoothly for her in the future. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. So we head into week four where Gino wins the HOH. And of course, his target was either Betty or Tanisha. Yet again, Betty's still on the chopping block. As as good as things were for her last week, she started from a very low position. She's been slowly trying to climb her way up, but she can't get out from under the fact that these guys just want to target her. Um, she's an easy target. Uh, now, he doesn't end up putting either of them on the block. He puts up Jess and Marty on the block. Marty for optics uh, and Marty ends up winning the veto. And then Gino is trying to decide between Tanisha and Betty uh, for who to put up, put it next to Jess as the target um, when Helena and summer get into his head about putting Kyle up. And so he goes, yeah, all right. And he puts Kyle up. So 
you know, again, some alliances are starting to come together. We see the seeds of the five as uh, Kevin integrates himself with the showmance and Marty makes peace with Gino uh, by the end of the week. Um, the siblings are formed, um, but they don't really have much relevance. And Betty's not really involved in the formation and never really thought much of the alliance. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about that when we talk through what's happening here with Betty. So Betty gets a five in the stock watch this week. Um, she's again, slowly climbing up from being on the block in the first stock watch week to, to now where she was again for the third week in a row, either on the block or very heavily considered to be on the block or the target. Uh, she again is going to survive though. Um, and she is in on the play to get Kyle nominated. She was one of the people who was pushing it. Even when, uh, you know, people like me were like, I don't think this is going to work. Betty was like, let's try and make it work. Um, and it ultimately is what helps prevent her from going on the block. There's a very real chance that Betty goes up instead of um, instead of Kyle here if if uh, Gino doesn't change his mind on Kyle. We see evidence of this on day 20, 22, and 23. Uh, now, people do... Uh, an interesting thing that happens this week is that uh, on day 24... Um, they get the phone call task where uh, where Kevin takes a bath in spaghetti and uh, and Betty's task is to sit on the phone and say nothing for an hour. Now, due to just the nature of how this went down, people start to suspect that Betty won some kind of secret power during this task. And Betty is going to encourage people to think this uh we find out much later on day 23 or sorry on day 32 and 33 we see the results of this um we find out that betty has been actively encouraging the idea that she has a secret power and she gets many people in the game to at the very least suspect that she has one and at most fully believe that she does uh now you know success in that venture isn't exactly like a great thing it it turns out to be a detriment to her game, but, uh, you know, she she did manage to convince them. Uh, now, Betty is still after the guys primarily. She doesn't really care that Gino put Kyle up. She's very much the one leading the charge of like, thanks, Gino. Thanks for putting your best friend on the block. You're still going next week, dummy. Um, and she also still wants Marty out. We see this happen. We see these uh, conversations on day 23 and 25. Um, by the end of the week, again, she's pulled into the siblings, which is Jess, Summer, Tanisha, and Betty. But she wasn't around for the formation. She was just kind of told, um, you know, there's a new alliance. It's called the siblings. She's like, who's in it? Uh, and they're like, Jess. And she, and she was like, oh, all right. <laughs> That's basically how it went. So we head into week five where... Jess wins the HOH and Betty's like, oh, good thing I'm in an alliance with her or with them. Um, and so uh, this is the week where Kevin really goes to work. He wants Herman out and he convinces Jess to nominate both Herman and Moose. Herman, though, wins the veto. And as a backup target, Kevin convinces Jess to nominate Tanisha. Uh, Kevin then orchestrates the split vote, which sends Tanisha home in a blind side. Uh, now, there are a lot of alliances shifting around. Kevin's going to solidify the five with himself, Marty, Gino, 
Helena and Jace uh, as they all vote together in this blindside vote. He also creates the crash test dummies this week by pitching for Josh to help orchestrate the split vote. Uh, and he separates Josh from Betty a bit by creating this alliance with Helena instead of Betty um, and uh, and sort of pulling Josh away from Betty. She does not see that this is happening uh, and she does not recognize it until much later in the game. But we will get to that. Um, now, Jess is going to, again, nominate Tanisha and uh, Helena is going to vote uh, Tanisha out, which means the Mandems and the siblings are both just kaput at this point uh there's no real replacement for them but um but again betty does you know maintain the relationships with uh with summer um and uh and to some degree moose and herman as they all voted together here uh and uh, and of course josh still uh now herman is also still trying to make something work he's gonna try and make a final two with josh but that's a whole other story and we talked about it yesterday um tanisha is ultimately evicted this week so how is how is betty handling it it's not a great week for betty uh she gets a four in the stock watch and this is because uh, despite the fact that it's the first week where Betty's like not just immediately being uh, either targeted or put on the block, um, she is going to lose an ally in Tanisha and uh, and and in Josh to really to some degree as Kevin pulls Josh and his loyalty away from her. Uh, and she doesn't realize it. She ends up on the other side of the house. She still is a big target for a lot of people on the other side. Pretty much everyone in the five is looking at Betty as one of their primary either pawns or targets. Um, and uh, she just can't escape this uh, this threat of, of danger. It's just constantly following her. She has never had um, a peaceful moment in this game. Uh, now, on day 28, Betty does try to talk to Jess. She tries to uh, get Marty up on the block with no success. And uh, between Moose and Herman, she had wanted to keep Herman, um, which was not going to go through very likely at least, um, but it doesn't end up mattering because Herman wins that veto. So uh, we then over the course of the next, uh, you know, three or four days here, uh, we see that Jess is going to throw Moose under the bus because Moose pitched to Jess that Betty should go on the block instead of himself. Again, Betty, just an easy pawn, easy target for people to throw in there. Um, Jess, though, goes straight to Betty with this um, and tells Betty, Moose said he wanted you on the block. He said that you, you know, weren't a worthy player or whatever. This becomes a whole thing that we talked about plenty here on the live feed updates. But uh, at first, she's on Jess's side. She believes Jess. They have a they have a a, a conversation with Moose where um, she feels like Moose is lying. But after Herman wins the veto and Marty tells her that. Um, because uh, this is an interesting thing that happens is that she's giving Marty a massage and Marty just ends up blurting out that uh, that that Herman was actually the target um, and that uh, now Tanisha's going up and she's like, what? Uh, Tanisha's going up. If that's true, I'm done with Jess. And, you know, then it happened and, and she was done with Jess uh, and ultimately reconciles with Moose. So we do get um, we do get some uh, so, so a little bit of uh, of arguing here um, between uh, her and Moose. So don't don't pitch my name. That's rude. OK. And I won't stand for it. OK. OK, cool. And I don't want to talk to you either. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. Just like don't say my name unnecessarily. <laughs> it just doesn't stop. My alliance wasn't blown up. Yours was. Wasn't it? I'm not the one that's going on the block for the second time. You are. 
Uh, don't make Betty mad. She's she's got your number. So Betty tries to uh, when when the veto is won by Herman, Betty tries to push Helena as the replacement instead of Tanisha. Uh, we see that happen on day thirty. Of course, like that also does not work. So again, to this point, Betty has been pushing a lot. She's been doing a lot. She's been pushing a lot, but. It's all just she's been running into a brick wall so far. She has not been able to get around the fact that she has no connections to any of the people that have been winning HOH. Um, and they have all been considering taking a shot at her or putting her on the block. Uh, she's barely managed to hold on to survival as the weeks have gone by. But um, even even as she's surviving, even the people on her side are starting to look at her as a liability and as somebody that they don't feel has a, enough value in the game to to stick their necks out to protect. Uh, and in fact, people like Moose are throwing her name out and people like Herman will later actively uh, decide he doesn't want to work with Betty because she's not winning comps and doesn't provide enough value to the alliance. So, uh, you know, things still not looking great for Betty, but hold on. We're getting there. Uh, there's, there's, a, there's a light at the end of this tunnel for Betty. Uh, Betty still wants to target Marty. She thinks that he's the biggest threat in the game. She says that on day 31. And uh, again, at this point, she's still a prime target or uh, you know pawn for many people in the game. And she is ultimately blindsided by the Tanisha vote. Which brings us to week five, part two. The safety chain, double eviction, where Moose wins the prime safety. He passes it along to Herman, who gives it to Josh, who gives it to Betty, uh, who gives it to Summer, who gives it to Kevin, who goes for a play to give it to Marty, who gives it to Helena. And that leaves Jess, Gino and Jace. Jace wins the safety competition, leaving Gino and Jace, Gino and Jess on the block. Josh and Betty discuss potentially flipping the vote on Gino and they end up bringing in Kevin, Marty and Helena to do it. Uh, and it very nearly goes through, which would have been very good for Betty. Uh, a very good thing for Betty's game to take out Gino at this point in time, uh, especially because it would have helped really, uh, sort of like set the tone away from, Hey, Betty just made a power move in this game. Um, and, uh, and things would have been very interesting had it gone through, but, Betty backs out at the last second because she sees that Marty's struggling with it on the couch and uh, unbeknownst to, to Marty and Helena, Betty decides she doesn't want to go through with it. She doesn't think Marty will. So Josh and Kevin also back out, leaving Marty and Helena uh, on the hook here as they both vote for uh, Gino to go. Uh, Jess is then evicted and we head into week six where, uh-oh, Marty wins the HOH. He's not pleased. He's very upset. He feels like he was tricked into voting for Gino to leave. He thinks it was a trap set for him. Now, he's looking at all around. He's looking at every person in that room and he's going, what happened? Because it was all a blur for me. And ultimately, Kevin is going to have the most amount of influence here. And um, Kevin is going to be able to really shift the blame over onto Betty, um, Betty, the most expendable person in that group for Kevin. He wants to protect Josh to as much as he can. He wants to protect Helena as much as he can. And so ultimately pins the blame on Betty, saying that she was the ringleader of it all. 
Uh, he Marty was initially looking at Josh, but Kevin is really the one that's able to get it over onto Betty. Um, so Marty nominates Josh and Betty with Betty as the as the target here. Uh, this is not looking good for Betty because Betty is going to leave. Kevin and Helena discuss taking Betty out, but. Kevin wins the veto, which gives him some options. He ultimately is successful at convincing Marty that it's a good idea to backdoor Herman. So he uses the veto on Josh. Marty backdoors Herman, and Herman is evicted. Uh, now, there are some shifts here in the alliances. Again, the five has been created, but Gino and Jace are starting to drift a little bit. Uh, Kevin is able to pull them back in once Herman is on the block, but then they start to drift again because of Betty. And we'll talk about it. So let's talk about it. Um, Betty got a three in the stock watch this week. And that's primarily because of all the stuff we're going to talk about in the first half of the week. In the second half of the week, she excels and uh, certainly deserves a much higher rating than this overall. But let's talk about it. Betty ends up taking the fall for the events of the double eviction, again, mostly through Kevin's doing. We see evidence of this in day 35 and day 36. Uh, A lot of Kevin with Gino, a lot of Kevin with Marty saying, Yeah, it was both Josh and Betty, but I remember Betty talking a lot more. All I remember is that Betty was the one that seemed to be leading the discussion. Um, I don't remember Josh saying that much, but he was definitely, he must have been with Betty, but it was definitely Betty. Um, And ultimately that is, uh, you know, not not great, not great for Betty. Uh, Josh also is going to throw Betty under the bus to help ensure he stays over her. Uh, this We see this on day 35, that Josh is going to go to Marty and be like, yeah, that was Betty. I, I don't really associate with Betty that much. Uh, you know, her beliefs and viewpoints are her own, and I take no liability from uh, anything that she says. Um, I'm cool with you, Marty. Don't. Don't be mad at me. Be mad at her. Uh, she does make a, a, a an unsuccessful attempt to stay off the block on day 36. Um, she does throw out Moose's name, saying that Marty should put Moose up instead. Uh, now, actually, this could have happened primarily because Gino had an idea about putting Moose on the block uh, instead of Betty in order to backdoor Betty. That was so that was the play here was if they put Moose on the block next to Josh, then both of them have a great chance to win the veto and Betty will definitely end up on the block and go home. Um, and uh, that that nearly happens. Uh, but but we have some things in the way. Um, Herman is also going to throw Betty under the bus this week. Again, he's given up on her and Summer as allies because they're not winning comps. We see this on day 36 as well. Herman is looking to work with Gino and Jace at this point, wants nothing to do with Betty and actively encourages Marty to target Betty um, and says that that Betty was looking to target Marty, uh, throwing her under the bus there. Um, now, Betty is, again, the target here. Uh, we see this on day 36 as well, that uh, the initial plan is, to, again, to keep her off the block. But after Marty realizes, wait a minute, the secret power, she's got a secret power. She has to touch the block immediately because we need to flush the secret power. And Moose is able to use that to convince Marty to nominate Betty straight out. Um, and the secret power comes back to haunt her a little bit. She ends up on the block in a spot again where she is in some big trouble. Now, at the time of being nominated on day 36, uh, Kevin and Helena have decided that they can't afford to lose Josh yet and that they will continue to push the blame on Betty and send her home this week if that's what they have to do. Um, if the veto goes another way, uh, Betty is probably leaving this week. But the veto doesn't go another way. 
Kevin is barely able to edge out Gino in the veto competition because Gino, he can't spell nominees correctly. Um, and if he could, Betty's gone, probably. Uh, ultimately saves Betty or perhaps Josh. Josh could have also left that week. Uh, again, we never really know. But um, he is going to go uh, go to work convincing Marty again to backdoor Herman. He convinces Gino and Jace to be okay with it. And Kevin also convinces Josh to get on board. Now everyone's on board to take out Herman. Um, Kevin also works on repairing things with Betty. He tells her that he wants to use the veto to protect both her and Josh. And of course, throws Herman under the bus in the process. And she's very appreciative. Uh, their relationship you know, kind of enters a new phase at this point um, on day 37, where uh, she's starting to feel like, you know, I kind of like Kevin. Is he kind of cute a little bit? He reminds me a little bit of Ian. Um, She's feeling much better about Kevin at this point. Now, there is a little bit of a misunderstanding that occurs between her and Josh about whether he knew about the Herman plan, um, but it gets smoothed over. This happens on day 37 and day 38. Uh, Over the course of those two days, it happens, and then it's smoothed over. Betty's kind of like, did you lie to me about that? Like, what? And it's just a little taste of what is ultimately to come here with Betty and Josh. Now, Jace is also going to make some plays here on day 37. She's going to try and take some credit with Betty for Kevin using the veto. Betty, uh, Jace goes to Betty and says, hey, I've been working on Kevin. I've been trying to convince him to use the veto. Um, and it's actually moderately successful. It opens the door for their relationship to grow from that point. Um, and when Herman makes a push on day 38 to stay, he ultimately gets the votes. He gets Summer, Gino, Jace and Moose. And Betty is leaving at this point. Summer is uh, they're all locked in. And Summer lets Betty know that she's thinking of voting her out, which upsets Betty. She can't believe that Summer would turn on her like that. Uh, So on day 39, Kevin, Josh and Betty, they strike back and they counter campaign the following day uh, and they flip the votes back over to Betty. Betty makes a great pitch to both Summer and Jace, which helps seal the deal for her to stay. She does some great work this week uh, to get to keep herself from leaving. And then she doesn't stop there. Also on day 39, she's going to make another pitch to Jace. This pitch is that her, Josh, Jace, and Gino form a final four, which Jace is into. Um, So on days 39 and 40, uh, she is also going to be fostering her relationship with Kevin and uh, and also starts warming up, warming back up with Helena. Um, She's really starting to do great work. Anytime she's actually on the block, she starts to do good work. But this is a whole other level. This is a whole new Betty. This is business B. Let's get it. On day 40, she locks in the final four with Gino and Jace. Even when Josh no shows on the meeting, she's able to lock it in. And uh, and and she ends the week in a great spot. Her stock watch rating, again, not indicative of all of the great work that she puts in at the tail end of this week. She does an amazing job uh, here and uh, puts herself in a pretty killer position moving into week seven where Gino wins the HOH. And that uh that work that she did comes in uh, massively clutch keeps both her and josh safe on a gino hoh gino's looking to take marty out which is of course great for betty um and additionally he feels like he's got josh and betty on one side kevin and helena on the other side so just you know nominate the people remaining summer and moose with a plan to backdoor marty Now, Helena wins the veto, which is not great for Betty because Marty leaving would have been fantastic. Helena decides not to use the veto, but there's still hope because Jace gets the secret power veto. Unfortunately for Betty, Jace also chooses not to use the secret power veto. We'll get into why in just a second. So uh, 
Ultimately, that means that Moose stays on the block next to Summer and Moose ends up going home, despite the fact that Betty would probably prefer for Moose to stay at this point. Uh, the ally- in the alliances, this, this newfound Gino and Jace alliance is going to start to drift by the end of the week. And uh, Kevin and Helena are kind of going to weasel their way in there instead. Um, and uh, Josh and Betty are looking to turn on them anyway. So that alliance is pretty much over. The crash test dummies are really hitting their stride here. Um, and Josh is fully on board, giving away all the information that uh, that he's got to Kevin. So. How is this? How, how, how does this all play for Betty? Uh, Betty gets a five in the stock watch this week. Um, I believe I, I gave her a higher rating uh, this week than the five because I was crediting her for the week, the, the, the second half of the previous week. But um, but uh, but ultimately, the average is going to be down at a five. Um, and that's in part because while the week started out very well, well, like the previous week ended on a high for Betty. And then we go into this week and it looks like Marty's going to go home and it's looking really great. But then things start to really come crashing down around her a little bit and uh we'll get we'll get there as to why uh so she starts the week here day 43 she tells josh look it's great that gino and jace are going to take out marty for us but i think we should turn on them next week uh which is absolutely the play she knows what she needs to do and she's willing to do it it's fantastic uh josh is reluctant at first he's like we can't betray we can't be the ones to do it though um and she says no we have to be the ones to do it we should. What are we going to do? Take out Kevin or Helena? What is the jury going to think about that? We need to take the shot at Gino. It should be us. Um, she says this on day 43 again. Uh, day 43 and 44. Uh, at the same time that she's starting to make plays to like really solidify her position in the game. Um, Josh is going to do something that is uh, going to really just. It's like he attaches an anchor. She's starting to like. She's like, hey, I'm playing the game. I'm doing well. She's starting to fly. Uh, and Josh is like, hold on, hold on. Let me just clip this anchor. Ah, there we go. There we go. Because I've got some tea to so spill. I'm spilling the tea to Kevin. Josh rats out everything they're doing to Kevin. He tells Kevin about the alliance with Gino and Jace. He tells Kevin about the plan to backdoor Marty. Um, and this is the ammunition that uh, that, jo- that 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 Kevin needs to uh to just completely turn everything around uh kevin is going to get you know work on uh gino and jace make sure that they feel closer with kevin and helena than they do with josh and betty um he's going to put in work to put a stop to the marty back door with helena winning the veto they could have stopped it anyway but jace getting the secret power of veto could have made it go through but because Kevin knew what he needed to do, knew he needed to convince uh, um, Gino and Jace to not go through with this plan, uh, regardless of just like so they wouldn't be mad at Helena. Um, they end up so convinced that they don't even do it themselves when they have the power. Uh, and in addition to that, he even convinces Josh that that uh, that Marty should stay. Um, and so eh, she's like, what's happening? Like, uh, she is actually on day 33 and four, uh, 43 and 44. She's going to make some attempts at convincing, uh, trying to, to push, like, how can we get Helena to use this veto? Like we need to make this happen. But everyone around her is starting to be like, nah, it's fine. Um, and she's like, what, what, why? Uh, it's not good for her game. Um, and, uh, that's kind of where she she lands. She's kind of stuck. Josh is is anchoring her to the ground and she's like, all right, I guess I guess Marty's 
staying then and we're going to lose Moose or Summer. Um, so Moose pitches to Betty, hey, if I stay, I'll be loyal to you. And uh, after Summer waffled back and forth between keeping her the previous week she's kind of like petty betty loves a good show yeah i'll keep moose i'm down for that screw summer uh i'll let's what about keeping moose um kevin though is going to uh to work on her and he's gonna kind of get in her ear a little bit hey moose is not to be trusted he's too good at the game you can't believe what he tells you and she ultimately agrees even though she had been leaning toward keeping moose uh that uh Maybe Moose should go. He's not trustworthy enough. We see this happen on day 46. Um, so Betty had a brief moment of of glory, but she was dragged down by Josh. We head into week eight where Marty wins the HOH. And this is not good. I mean, this is this is everything. Every re, every reason why she needed Marty to go because guess what? Marty wants to target Betty again. Um, and again, Kevin and Helena are putting in work to protect Josh over Betty, uh, trying to get Betty to be the one evicted this week. They feel like it's time for Betty to go now. All obviously, ultimately, they would love for um, Gino to leave, but they don't feel like that's a possibility. So Betty is the one that's going to leave. Now, this time around, Marty has started to catch on to the fact that Josh might be working with Kevin and Helena, and so he's a little bit suspicious. He still nominates Betty and Josh, and Betty is very much still his target, but in order to make sure that one of them leaves, he's thinking of putting Kevin on the block next to a uh, the other one if one of them comes off the block, which is not good for either of them. Um, and the reason he has to consider Kevin is because his initial thought was Summer, but Summer is saved by Canada. So, with Summer safe from Canada and uh, Kevin, the potential renom, if somebody comes off the block, uh, that means that Josh would stay next to her, probably. And if Josh comes down, Kevin would probably stay next to her. Uh, It's a very bad position to be in. Nobody would use the veto on her. Um, Kevin, if he wins, might use it to force a play. But if Kevin uses it, I'm going to guess that Helena ends up going up on the block instead uh, because Marty's going to feel like, why would you use it? So that's not really a tenable option either. It's basically a must win situation for Betty. She needs this veto if she wants to survive. And this is business B. Let's get it. She does. She gets it. Uh, It's it's huge. I mean, this is uh, this is massive for for Betty's game. Um. She manages to save herself. It's it's a crucial win, and it helps sort of put her on a different level. Up until this point, they've all looked at Betty as somebody that can't win anything, which is amazing Why how Kevin and Helena managed to put all the blame on her and, and get Marty to target her over Josh, but that's another story. Um, so with Betty winning the veto, it puts Marty in a tough spot, having to nominate one of the people from The Five. His instinct is to put up Kevin again, but uh, Kevin and Helena do some great work to convince him that Jace is just as likely to flip on Kevin as Kevin is to flip on Jace. And Kevin promises on his marriage that he will not flip. So Marty's solution is to have them draw gummy bears. Gino volunteers a gummy bear. Marty says, do you want a gummy bear to be added? And Gino's like, yeah, sure. Uh, And he draws the red gummy bear. He goes up on the block and then Kevin and Helena flip on him, sending him out the door and keeping Josh safe so what's happening with the alliances gino and jace that alliance with josh and betty is completely gone at this point uh they spent all week long trying to stay good with marty look look what good that gave them uh got them um 
The crash test dummies remain strong, though Kevin and Helena did contemplate sending Josh out over Gino, uh, which does make me think that there's a chance, again, that had Betty stayed on the block next to Josh, they would have considered taking out Josh over Betty pretty heavily. Um, and it, it could have happened for sure. It might not have been a must win for Betty, but, uh, you know, for as much as we can think it probably is, it, I mean, it was probably a must win for both of them, if, if we're being real. I mean, one of them would have left and could have been any of them, but it seemed like it was Betty, at least at this point in time. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, Betty and Jace are going to start uh, working on pulling each other in again, this time with Summer. Uh, but Kevin and Helena shut it down by revealing that Jace had the secret veto. Uh, and the five is going to be destroyed by the eviction vote. Uh, so no more alliances, pretty much. All the alliances are done. Um, that's basic, other than, cra- other than the crash test dummies. Uh, so Betty this week gets a six. It's her highest rating so far. Um, and uh, even though she was the target, and that's because she won that veto and she saved herself, and now she's in a much better position considering the gummy bear situation. So it looked very bleak at the start of the week, but uh, but she really comes in clutch right at the end, right? Uh, she is the target for the week, day 49, we see that. Um, but she wins this veto. It saves her life in the game, and it uh, with both Summer safe from Canada and Josh safe from a red gummy bear, uh, she's keeping all of her main allies, Josh, Summer, and Betty, all heading into the final seven, um, which is fantastic, which is a triple eviction, three people competing. Uh, there's only three other people competing. If one of them wins, then theoretically she could have all three of her main allies in the final five, Josh, Summer, Betty. That's a fantastic place for Betty to be. And things are looking kind of good. Uh, in addition to that, she starts working on Jace again, telling her, Hey, I think we should work together. I don't trust Helena. And uh, I think that, you know, you and I can do something with Summer. So uh, her and Summer, they feel like uh, let's let's pull in Jace after Gino leaves. We'll pull in Jace. She'll be mad at Kevin and and, and Helena and Marty. And things look even better from there. Right. Uh, because even if Josh, even if Jace stays through the triple, now she's got Jace also in the final four working secretly with with Summer and Betty. And now it's really like she's trying to set this up. Don't let anybody tell you that Betty is not an active player in this game. Don't let anybody tell you that she doesn't have good strategic instincts because, oh man, does she come close to putting together some fantastic things. There are just a couple of things holding her back. One is that Kevin's going to come in and kind of ruin it. Uh, Another is that Kevin knows to come in and ruin it because of Josh, who is anchoring her down. Um, 
But uh, but don't underestimate Betty because, man, she came close to pulling something off here. Now, unfortunately, as I said, Jace didn't really trust her and is only really playing along for now. She ends up telling Kevin about Betty's pitch, which prompts Kevin to start poisoning Betty and Summer against Jace, which is successful. We see this all have all go down on day 53. Uh, Kevin and Helena then kick their plan into high gear by exposing Jace for having had the secret veto to Summer and Betty, ruining all trust between them. Um, Basically, what they said was, you know, uh, Jace and Gino said they were going to backdoor Marty, but they never intended to. Here's the proof. Jace had the secret power of veto. She could have used it to backdoor Marty. She chose not to. What they really would have done if a veto had been used is put Josh on the block. Um, And again, the fact that they've lied about the secret power of veto and lied about Marty being the backdoor target is proof that that is also true. Uh, Now, that part is not true. And nor was the part that they never had any intention of nominating Marty. They just changed their minds. Man, it seems like changing your mind is not a very good thing to do in Big Brother. Maybe decisiveness is a good quality to have. But uh, it works very well, and Betty is not pleased with Jace and does not want to work with her moving forward. So her plan now is to continue to just wipe out the remainder, Marty and Jace, now that now that she knows about Jace's secret power of veto. With Gino blindsided out the door, let's get out Jace and Marty, and we'll go down to the final five with Summer. Uh, herself, Josh, Helena, and Kevin. She thinks this is a great Final Five for her. And it is. It's a pretty good one. Um, if not for the crash test dummies, right? Uh, it's actually not that bad. Um, and if she's able to get to the end with Summer, it would be pretty good. Now, is she planning to go to the end with Summer? No. Uh, we kind of have to... Uh, this is something that we'll address you know, at the end here. But even though she is close to getting into some pretty killer spots... At the end of the day, if she's always intending to go to the end with Josh, does she ever really have a chance to actually win? That's another story. We'll talk about it. Uh, so we head into week eight, the uh, part two, the triple eviction, uh, where Josh wins the HOH. So good for Betty, right? Let's celebrate. Uh, he wants Jace and Marty out, which again would be pretty great for Betty. I mean, uh, it would be, it would be again lead to that final five where, where things are looking really good for Betty. Um, or at least seemingly looking really good for Betty. Uh, so he nominates Jace, Marty, and Summer as a pawn. She's like, Summer. That's weird. Um, he's like, don't worry, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. Uh, he keeps Betty, Kevin, and Helena off the block. He does face some heat from Summer. Betty backs him up. Hey, hey, you know, you got you had to do what you had to do. It's okay. Um, but then Jace wins the veto. Uh oh. Uh, this forces Josh to nominate one of his closer allies. So Betty is like, oh man, this sucks, right? Who are you going to put up, Kevin or Helena? It's like, I can't put up Helena. It's like, oh, so Kevin? Nah, I can't put up Kevin. Oh, so Helena? Nah, I can't put up Helena. So... Are you going to put me up? Me? I think so. You're going to put me up? Yeah. Are you serious? Yes. Why? I thought we were riding this out till the wheels fall off. You're coming. Brutal. Brutal moment here. Uh, he puts Betty up as a pawn next to Summer and Marty. Um, now if I'm being honest, if Kevin and Helena have a little bit more time to talk this through, I think there's a pretty decent chance they end up keeping Summer over Betty, but luckily they do not. It's a triple eviction and Betty wouldn't have been on the block if not for the triple eviction. So, you know, not really a fair criticism overall, 
But Betty survives. Marty and Summer are evicted. Oh, boy. Things are looking a little dicey now. But at the very least, right? Her eyes should be open. Right? That's where we should be. It's a it's it's a it's a it's a it's a huge situation here uh, where now Betty should know that Josh does not have her interests at heart. And, um, you know, if Kevin or Helena win this H.O.H., uh oh. Right. Could be bad. But hey, maybe it's good. Who knows? But Betty wins the H.O.H. It's a huge HOH, huge HOH win for Betty. She's a lot of information to sift through, right? Can she figure out that Kevin and Helena have been running things and that Josh is working with them? Will she discover that they're lying about Jace and the secret power of Vito and the true intentions behind the Gino HOH? Um, will she realize that she needs to pull Jace in and work with her and take out one of Kevin, Helena or Josh, uh, depending on how things play out with Josh? Um, She's got some options in front of her. She's got some information to work with. Um, but unfortunately, it doesn't happen. Um, Betty is going to be grateful to Kevin and Helena for saving her. And she's upset with Josh for putting her up. She's upset with Jace for having lied to her and not wanting to save her. We see this on day 55. So Betty ultimately is going to put Jace and Josh on the block. Jace is the target for having uh, lied about the secret power of Vito. And um, for being a big threat, right? She also wants uh, Josh as her backup target uh, because Jace put her or Josh put her life in uh, danger during the triple eviction. Helena Helena wins the veto and doesn't end up using it. Uh, and we see some things happen, right? Kevin and Helena create a final three with Betty. Then Betty realizes some things. Let's just talk through Betty's uh, Betty's week here. She gets a six overall, um, and that's because. You know, she first wins HOH and it's like huge opportunity. Oh, huge missed opportunity. But then she is able to turn it back around a little bit by the end of the week. So let's talk about that. Um, Her target is Jace. We see this on day 56 because of this secret veto thing. Um, And if Jace wins the veto, the backup is for Josh to go. Uh, Also on day 56, she goes to Wendy's with Kevin, who makes a final three proposal with her and Helena and reveals he had a deal with Josh. Now, at first, Betty really likes this idea, and she tells Helena that she's in. Um, And uh, after Jace fails to divulge some information about the secret uh, veto, uh, she remains Betty's target, also on day 56. But then on day 57, after the nominations, Betty starts thinking about Kevin and what he said about having a deal with Josh. She asks Josh some questions. She reconciles with him a little bit and asks him more about that deal. Um, she ultimately comes to the conclusion that Kevin has been playing them all season long and is the true person at fault for the rift in her relationship with Josh. Josh is very happy to agree with that, uh, you know, notion and is pissed that Kevin threw him under the bus this week, seemingly trying to get him evicted and is now fully on board with Betty. After all this time from day 31, honestly, closer to day 25, they have been seemingly in lockstep. Betty thought they were, but Josh was actually secretly working with Kevin the whole time and more loyal to Kevin the whole time. But here, all the way to day 57, Betty is able to figure it out and flip Josh back around. Huge for Betty here at this point in time. Um, Now, after Helena wins the veto, Betty and Josh have to try to pretend like they haven't reconciled, and she tries to feign that I don't even care who goes between Josh, Jace, whatever. It doesn't matter to me. 
Uh, unfortunately for Betty, she doesn't have a lot of experience with this kind of gameplay and they are able to see right through it. But it does leave just enough of the door open for Kevin and Helena to make a massive mistake. We see examples of this, um, both the attempts and the uh, the failure, as Kevin and Helena say, we saw right through it on day 58 and day 60. Now, after being told by Kevin and Helena, we saw through it. Uh, they didn't say to Betty that they saw through it, but because they saw through it, we're going to take Josh out of the game. Um, she's very upset, and she brings it to Josh, who is able to flip Kevin and Helena back over with a promise to throw the final four HOH. We see this happen on day 60 and then 61. Um, so overall, uh, you know, she has this incredible HOH win. You know, then doesn't really take the opportunity to do much with it. Fails to recognize the threat of the ghosts in times to, in, in time to change her nominations and nearly loses Josh because she's not putting any work in with Jace. But she did manage to realize what was happening, flips Josh back to her cause by the end of the week, and the two of them managed to keep Josh safe together, giving her a reliable partner here heading into the final four. Um, and we see Jace leave. So heading into week 10, Josh wins the HOH. And Kevin realizes he screwed up. Josh nominates Kevin and Betty with the hope that if Kevin wins the veto, he might evict Helena because uh, she's never been on the block. That was Betty's idea. You know, it doesn't really matter because it wouldn't have worked, but it was the thought process behind it. Josh also is going to win the veto. And he does tell Betty before the feeds shut down that he intended to use it on her and bring her not only to the final three, but also to the final two. And she promised him right back that she would do the same. She also let him know that he can decide who she evicts with the sole vote. She said she was leaning toward evicting Kevin, but uh, Josh can decide what he wants to do and she is willing to do it. So that's where we leave off. Let's do a quick uh, a quick, uh, more condensed summary of what we saw from Betty before giving some final thoughts. Um, first of all, Betty starts the game in a really rough spot, right? She's included in the Mandems, but she's seen as weak and disposable. Uh, she was considered both an easy pawn and, uh, and, and an easy target for the majority of the house, for the majority of the game. Um, this perception of Betty persists throughout most of the season. Her game is characterized at this time by her bluntness, bluntness uh, and how she's sort of led by her heart. She describes herself this way, that she she's played the game with her heart for a lot of the time. Um, now, despite this perception that Betty's kind of like a nothing player, not really worthy, all the things that have had been talked about, thrown around in the beginning of the game... Betty is very consistently trying to push her own agendas and play the game hard. Uh, she's just pretty unsuccessful at it until they until they hit jury. As soon as they hit jury, things change a bit. The safety chain double eviction was a pivotal point in her game. It it showed exactly the the middle ground of what she, what is to come. Right? She nearly takes a leap of faith to carve a path in the game for herself, but ultimately backs out at the last minute because uh, she 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 didn't trust that Marty would be in on it. Um, and because she backs out, she pays a heavy price. She finds herself at the lowest point in the game for herself when Marty wins that next HOH. But Betty always works well when she's, uh, when she's on the block, when she's at her lowest with some big assists from Kevin having his own agenda and, and from Gino not knowing how to spell nominees. Uh, Betty is able to survive the week and she staves off an effective campaign by Herman. Uh, she then takes it a step further and locks herself in a fantastic position in the game by creating an alliance between herself, Josh, 
Gino and Jace. Uh, so we head into week seven in a really good position. Gino wins the, the HOH and Betty is at the height of her power with Marty as the target. Uh, Betty is primed to become a serious power player in, in the game with Josh at her side. And this is also, as we talked about with Josh's game, his opportunity to take the reins. Uh, the difference between the two of them at this point in the game is that if Josh had taken the reins, Betty would still have been second fiddle in terms of how people saw the two of them, even though she's the one that really like gave them the opportunity here. Um, and she and, and part of that is because she did remain uh, immensely loyal to Josh overall. On the other hand, even though Betty was, you know, super loyal to Josh and would have gladly played second fiddle, uh, unlike Josh, she actually wanted to take the reins. Uh, she she wanted to be like, Let, yeah, let's do it. Let's let's take this game. Let's take charge. Let's let's make this happen. Uh, but Josh, he holds her back. He really does. He is the anchor that connects her to the ground because uh, he hands those. He takes those. He's like, that's awesome. I'm so glad that you got us these reins, Betty. Um, let me just I've got an idea of what I want to, to do with them. So I'm spilling the tea to Kevin. Here you go, Kevin. And so then Kevin and Helena are able to maneuver the week around in such a way that Marty ends up staying in the game as a check on Betty and uh, Josh's power and supplants her and Josh with Gino and Jace. And, 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 and Betty just plummets down from the heights of power. Uh, she, she, she tasted it. She saw what it was like to actually like have some power in the game. And Josh was like, no, nah, no, we got to have Kevin. Kevin's the guy. Um, so she faces the consequences of that fall as Marty wins the HOH again and targets her. Uh, this time she manages to save herself from eviction while, uh, events conspire to keep her in a solid position with Canada saving summer and Kevin slash, you know, a red gummy bear, uh, saving Josh from his doom. Um, and, and again, uh, Josh is her downfall though, because as she heads into the triple eviction, he takes out summer and it's like, what the hell? What are you doing to us? Uh, and he even puts her on the block. And that does not help her perception in the game of being like, that does not let her be seen as a player that has her own agency when her closest allies putting her on the block is a pawn and choosing these two schmucks. Uh, these, these two, these two, uh, these two other people here. Uh, these, these snakes, uh, the ghosts puts them on the block, uh, and not doesn't put them on the block. Uh, what are you doing, Josh? Uh, so she wins, uh, she then wins the HOH, right? Um, and here we go. She just had a terrible triple eviction, but she wins the HOH, has an opportunity and misses that opportunity to take control of the game because she nominates Jason Josh. And ironically, she talks a lot about how Josh in the triple eviction exposed to her the realities of the game and it's time for business B business B let's get it to take over. She's been playing with her heart, but now it's time to play with her head. But I, ironically, I feel like it's actually her heart that's distracting her from what she really needs to do this week. Uh, as she feels it's time, uh, you know, even though she feels it's time to ditch her heart in the game. Um, I feel like she's upset with Josh. She's hurt. And that's clouding, clouding her judgment a little bit. I think that her, her mental space is a little too occupied with, with Josh and, and rightfully so. I mean, she thought that she was like, I mean, he, she, she was like, you're going to be a, a bridesmaid at my wedding. Uh, and she's really thinking about that a lot. And I think in part that distracts her from what she very uh, soon comes to realize, which is that she does come to her senses and realizes that she made the mistake just a little bit too late um, and unravels all the threads of Kevin's manipulation in Josh's head 
Very well done. Uh, she gives him the warning that he needs to flip Kevin and Helena back over to keeping him at the final five. And I think she can be given a lot of credit for Josh staying there. Um, but now she's in a position where Josh has won both the final four HOH and veto. He does intend to save her. At least that's what he says uh, and bring her to the final three where she may have one more one more opportunity to take power in the game and steal a win away from Josh. Uh, what it will likely take in my eyes is her winning that final three HOH, cutting Josh and bringing Helena to the end. Uh, she recognizes that Helena is an easy win. Uh, she doesn't buy the arguments that Helena's never touched the block and therefore is a big jury threat. She thinks that Helena is the easiest person to beat. Um, and she feels like cutting Kevin is the right move here at final four. If she does so and she wins that final three HOH, cuts Josh, takes Helena, I think Betty has a very real chance to win this thing. The question is, will she? Because she has deferred to Josh again for this decision of who to evict here at final four. And she also has promised Josh that she will bring him to the final two, um, where I do think she probably has a tough time beating him. Um, Jace came out of the game not feeling great about Betty's game. Very um, positive about Josh's game. Uh, Gina was very positive about Josh's game. Um, Marty was very positive about Josh's game uh, overall. Uh, all three of them, I think, are pretty solid votes for Josh over Betty. Then when you add Kevin and Helena, who I think would also probably be votes for Josh, even if he does betray them, which he is, um, I think, you know, unless they're very bitter, which is possible, I think that they are really going to be looking at Josh as like, yeah, I mean, this guy, he knew what he was doing, right? Um, so maybe she can win over a bitter Kevin and Helena. Uh, and then she would also have to get all of Summer, Herman, and Moose. I think she can definitely get Summer, Herman, and Moose. Maybe, uh, right? They are, they are pretty bitter at Josh, but they also might have to give credit to Josh uh, by getting there and betraying Kevin and Helena, who they, you know, they view Kevin as the best player in the game right now. At least that seems to be the perception. So if Josh is a pivotal reason why Kevin ends up leaving, um, then I think it's going to be tough to uh, for her to get those votes. But it's possible. There's a path. She can get all three of them plus Kevin and Helena, but I think it's pretty difficult, and I think she has a much better time if she cuts Josh and takes Helena, that's how I see it, at least. So some final thoughts. If if Betty doesn't win, I think she's going to go down as an underrated player. Uh, I think she was overshadowed by Josh because of his superior positioning, uh, overshadowed by Kevin and Helena for their superior maneuvering um, and unappreciated by her peers in the game just because primarily she wasn't good at competitions um, and didn't get included in some of those early game structures uh but the fact is she's had some great strategic instincts throughout the game she wasn't afraid to play hard to achieve her goals her biggest strategic flaw is that she's led by her heart and she hasn't always been willing to dive into the depravity uh that is sometimes necessary in the game but uh but she knows she 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 is capable of playing well her biggest boon in the game the best the best thing to that gave uh, her an advantage in the game was also her biggest obstacle and that was josh josh working with the crash test dummies gave helena uh and kevin the confidence that they needed to leave her untouched while they dealt with bigger threats right um the reason why they don't feel the need to like overly weaken betty um is because you know, they've got they know that Josh is going to choose them over Betty. And that's great for Betty because she's not being, you know, targeted by them. Uh, it, it allows them to target Gino and Jace first. 
But uh, it's a little bit of a double edged sword because it turned out that confidence that they had in Josh was pretty well placed because Josh has is going to cut Betty off at the knees multiple times throughout the game as she was prepared to take power. Josh is going to say, nope, actually, we want Kevin and Helena to be in power. Um which, of course, is not great. And in addition to that, uh, that loyalty to Josh is part of what plays into the perception that she, again, is perhaps the, uh, you know, the follower to uh, to the leader in Josh, which is really not the case. Um, but it is sort of the the assumption, just because uh, even though she's kind of the leader in the relationship, um, she's a lot more loyal to him than he has been to her. And that gives the perception that she is the one on the wrong end of it. Uh, but. Despite all of that, at the 11th hour, Betty is finally able to see what's happening and she flips Josh back to her cause. Uh, And the questions are for me now, was it too little too late? And will Betty bring business B back and discard what her heart wants to take the win? This is business B. Let's get it. Let's get it. That's business B. That's Betty. And that's the game recap. Uh, thank you all so much for joining me here uh, talking about Betty. Um, we did manage to get it in at uh, at a good time here, but hopefully you you saw just how much Betty was doing throughout the season, um, which, again, is, is not to discredit Josh either. I think Josh also played um, a, a very good game to get here. Um, but Betty's just a more active player. And I feel like the perception of the two of them is a little bit um, a little bit off in terms of what they were actually doing in the game. Uh, I think Betty is somebody that, again, will be uh, will go down as somebody that uh, is underrated. Um, major flaws in the game are that she, you know, she can't win competitions as much when she needs to. And that she's, again, just too loyal to Josh um, and uh, and plays plays a little too much with her heart. Uh, but uh, but that's it. That's what we've got for Betty. Thank you again so much for joining me on this journey. Uh, I will be back again tomorrow talking about uh, the next likely person to be in the final three, which is Helena. We will be talking through Helena's game tomorrow. Should be interesting as we get into some of the ghosts machinations uh, and uh, trying to get a read on what Helena was up to all season long. Uh, So tune in for that one. Make sure you continue to tune in for all of our Big Brother coverage as it happens. Uh, Of course, there will be a roundtable here Monday nights after the episode. So around 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, we will be discussing the final ratings before the finale and uh, making all kinds of predictions for what we expect will happen. And then uh, we'll just keep it going on Thursday. We'll have finale coverage and we'll cap off the season. So find me over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Taryn Armstrong. I'll be watching that episode live here on Monday night uh, and uh, with all of you. And then, uh, you know, keep uh, hanging out in the off season. We'll do some fun stuff. Uh, You find me on Twitter as well at Armstrong Taryn. And that's about it. Thank you all so much for joining me here for Betty's journey and I will see all of you next time it is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.